Hey, how y'all doing? How y'all doing? Welcome to episode 10 of The Real Shell Shock. We are 10 episodes in already. Who'd have thunk it? <laughs> oh boy, I'm just taking it one episode at a time, y'all. One ep at a time. Ugh, it's a lot of work, y'all. Ugh, the work it takes to to research this stuff and to um come up with an outline and to then, you know, present it. This ain't my only job, y'all. I got a full-time job, okay? So, you know, this is a lot of work, but I do it in love. I'm having fun and I'm loving the feedback. So, I hope everything is good and fantabulous with all of you. I hope you had a good weekend. Last week's episode, y'all, had some of y'all in y'all feelings. Oh, my God. (laughs) I was cracking up at the response, the disbelief, the anger. All mad at me because the shit wasn't true. Hell, I ain't make it up. I'm sorry. I thought it was interesting. My description says true stories, true crime, and weird stories. Hello, that was weird. Yes, I didn't lie. Child, please. I was cracking up. I was cracking up at the response. I got text messages and DMs with people like punching me, like the the fists. I was cracking up. I loved it. I loved it. I love the feedback. So thank you all. Thank you all that listened to it and were so into it and got they feelings hurt at the end. (laughs) Well, today uh, I'm going to tell y'all a story that totally blew my mind. It still does. Um, And it's a true story, y'all. So y'all can relax, calm down. Okay. So I'm gonna give you a trigger warning. Um, Although this story, you know, will not include any disturbing or graphic details, the situation in and of itself lets you know that some terrible shit took place. So that, of course, and, you know, my potty mouth, which is just that, a potty mouth, would then make me say listener discretion is advised. So we're going to get into it right now, okay? So Lena Marcella Medina was born on September 23rd, 1933 in Tecrapo, Peru. Tecrapo, Peru, okay? Lena lived in a small remote village in Peru with her parents, her father, Tiburello Medina, a silversmith, and her mother, Victoria Losea. Lena had eight other siblings. The Medinas were said to be a very humble family, okay? Not a lot of information on this family. I don't know what order uh, Lena was in. If she was the fifth child, the sixth child, the baby, the first child, I have no idea. But there's um, nine of them in total. One day in the spring of 1939, Lena's parents noticed that she had an enlarged belly and feared that it was a tumor. So they took their little baby girl to see a doctor in Lima. Lima is the capital of Peru, y'all. All right. The parents were shocked to find out that their daughter did not have a tumor, but that she was seven months pregnant. Now, I posted a photo of Lena 
her pregnant, um, she's nude. It's a side profile. Her nether regions are blurred, so you can't see that, okay? But you can see her swollen belly on her little tiny frame. And it's horrific and fascinating all at the same damn time. It's horrible, okay? She was five years old, y'all. I need y'all to remember that. Five. The doctor who made the diagnosis was Dr. Gerardo Losada. When Dr. Losada determined that Lena was pregnant, he had other specialists come in and check her as well to confirm because a five-year-old girl becoming pregnant was unfathomable, right? You know, he wanted to make sure he wasn't bugging out. Can y'all blame him? I mean, hell, I would have called everyone to check on her too, possibly even a vet. Shit. Like, please tell me this baby ain't pregnant. Please tell me this little girl is not pregnant and all the way in her third trimester too. You have to tell me, right? But unfortunately, she was. The pregnancy was confirmed by several physicians. Um, Lena's family would later tell them that she started ovulating at eight months and started menstruating at the age of three. My God, shockers. Imagine that. Three years old on your period. And while you're at it, you know what? Imagine some for me because I can't. I refuse to. Anywho, Dr. Lazada then called the police, which I would have done the same thing. The police, they arrest Lena's father, Tiburuelo, for incest and child uh, abuse. After heavy interrogation, he was later released due to lack of evidence. And then there was another person of interest who, depending on the source, um, it was either one of Lena's brothers or one of her cousins. They were a person of interest but um, they were mentally challenged and there was no evidence implicating that person either. So there was no arrest. Okay. Now it, this just made me wonder because we're talking about 1939. I wonder what kind of evidence they were looking for at this point. She's seven months pregnant. What evidence are you looking for that show that would show you that either her father or her brother cousin was responsible for this back in the 30s. You know, DNA testing didn't come out into the 80s. So I'm just curious about that, you know. Word of mouth, witness, eyewitness reports, you know, I, I don't know. But they found nothing for either one of those individuals. Investigators would then ask Lena who had done this to her, who hurt her, and she wasn't able to answer. You know, she was only five years old. She probably didn't even know herself. She didn't even understand what was happening to her, okay? That shit is heartbreaking. I... I <sighs> I would have to hurt somebody, anybody. I, I would have to really hurt somebody. Anyway, I read an article, though, um, about this case, and it was written in 1955, and it said that um, that a lot of the remote villages in Peru held these um, religious festivals regularly that led to group sex and even the rape of minors that were around Lena's age. And it was believed that she was a victim of one of those ritualistic festivals. But, you know, that was never confirmed either. So who knows? All right. The endocrinologist that would um, examine her, they would diagnose her with a rare genetic disorder, and it's called uh, precocious puberty. What is precocious puberty, you ask? I'm about to tell y'all. So I got this information from the Mayo Clinic, mayoclinic.org, okay? 
Precocious uh, puberty is when a child's body begins changing into that of an adult too soon. When puberty begins before the age of eight in girls and before the age of nine in boys, it is considered precocious puberty. Puberty includes rapid growth of bones and muscles, changes in body shape and size, and development of the body's ability to reproduce. The cause of precocious puberty often can't be found. Rarely certain conditions such as infections, hormone disorders, tumors, brain abnormalities or injuries may cause precocious puberty. Treatment for a it's just too much to say. I'm going to say PP, y'all, okay? I can't keep saying this shit over and over again because I'm tongue-tied and twisted my damn self, okay? All right. So treatment for PP typically includes medication to delay further development. And of course, the symptoms, like I said, this is when you see development in girls before the age of eight, development in the boys before the age of nine. Um, you see breast growth and first periods in girls. Um, you see enlarged testicles and penis, facial hair and deepening of the voice in boys. You see pubic and or underarm hair in both of them, rapid growth, acne, and adult body odor. So these kids be getting musty when they toddlers, okay? So um, the picture that I told you about earlier that I that I posted of her pregnant, you can see, even though it's blurred out, her nether regions, you can see that this little girl has breasts. She has breasts at five years old, okay? It, 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 it's just, it just boggles the mind. And when you see for yourself, you can see. And please comment under the photos, okay? Let me know what you think. Tell me your thoughts. Like, Express your shock and amazement and your awe and your horror, please, okay? There are two types of PP. There is a central precocious puberty and a peripheral, peripheral, sorry, precocious puberty, okay? Um, the risk factors that increase a child's risk for getting PP include being a girl. Girls are much more likely to develop PP. Unbelievable, we just can't win. Being African-American, precocious puberty affects, um, it appears to affect Africans, um, African-Americans more than children of other races. We can't get a break. Hello. Being obese, children who are significantly overweight have a higher risk of developing PP. Being exposed to sex hormones, coming in contact with estrogen or testosterone creams or ointments, things like that. You know, when kids get into shit, you you know, you let them get into your creams and your and your medications and dietary supplements. Then boom, you got a little baby with a damn period. Hello, keep your shit away in a safe place. Having other medical conditions, um, PP may be a complication of McCune-Albright syndrome or congenital adrenal hyperplasia conditions that involve abnormal production of the male hormones, androgens, and in rare cases, PP may also be associated with hypothyroidism, okay? I have that, y'all, but I was just recently diagnosed two years ago, okay? No, I was not five years old with titties. Thank you. Having received radiation therapy of the central nervous system, that's another one. Radiation therapy, radiation treatment for tumors, leukemia, and other conditions can increase the risk of PP. Okay. So, 
they say that the prevention is to keep children away from the estrogen and testosterone, like those things I just told you, those um, dietary supplement supplements, medications and things like that, and making sure your child maintains a healthy weight. You know, you want to do that anyway to prevent all other kinds of issues as well. Correct? I would think so. So Lena's examination showed that she had already developed breast. Like I told you, you could see it in the picture. She had wider than normal hips. She was already spreading at the hips, y'all, at five years old. She had fully mature sexual organs. And not to mention the fact um, that her parents said that she started her period when she was three years old. So precocious puberty explained how she was able to get pregnant at such, an, uh, at such a young age, but it cannot explain who sexually assaulted this baby, you know, which is so fucked up, right? So... On May 14, 1939, when Lena was five years old, seven months and 21 days, she gave birth to a healthy baby boy via cesarean section, becoming the youngest documented mother in the world to date, okay, to date. Her son weighed six pounds at birth. He was named Gerardo, Gerardo, okay, after the doctor who helped her during this ordeal. Shockers. I posted pictures on Instagram and Twitter. You have to see Lena in the hospital bed after giving birth, holding little Gerardo, okay? There are pictures of her with a baby, with a nurse in the baby, like, you know, like immediately after giving birth, after the baby's all cleaned up, wrapped up in a um, little blanket and whatnot, the pictures are there. I posted them. Freaking just, I, I, I have no words, Okay. Lena's pregnancy and the birth of Gerardo, you know, garnered plenty of attention both locally and internationally from the media, the medical and scientific community. The media wanted to pay the family for interviews, tell-alls, and the rights to their story, while the medical and scientific community wanted to study Lena and Gerardo like, you know, lab rats. Lena's parents weren't, were not interested. They weren't having any of it. They wanted no attention, no money, no nothing. They wanted to protect Lena and Gerardo, and they did just that. The Medinas protected the privacy of their daughter and grandson, allowing them to grow up in a, in a healthy, quote unquote, and normal environment, totally out of the limelight. So, like I said, there isn't a lot of information regarding this family you know, prior to, the, prior to the discovery of Lena being pregnant, and even during the time as the children were growing up, okay? But the little that I was able to find, I'm gonna tell you now, all right? And it's very little. So, um, Gerardo, Gerardo grew up thinking that Lena was his sister. Um, if I was in that position, I think I would have done that too. Um, if I was Lena's mother and Gerardo's grandmother, I think I would have just let them grow up as brother and sister. Um, but when he turned 10 years old, he was told the truth. Um, he was told that Lena was, was in fact his biological mother. And, um, you know, he was told that there was no information about the father. Now, um, I did not read anything regarding his reaction to that news or anything. So, you know, that's unknown. All right. He grew up to be, you know, like a normal child. He went to school. He, he thrived as he should. You know, he had no um, developmental delays or issues or anything like that, okay? Um, Dr. Lozada, 
who supported Lena throughout the pregnancy, um, he made sure that she and her son received proper education. He paid for their schooling um, because, you know, Lena was from a very poor family. All right. So when Lena would grow up, young adult, she would later work as a secretary for Dr. Lozada's clinic in Lima. When Lena turned 33, she married a man named Raul Jurado, and in 1972, they would have a son together, Raul Jurado Jr., okay? So during this time in her life, she was still being offered money for interviews, um, movies, all of that, and she still declined all of it, okay? Unfortunately, in 1979, Lena's son, Gerardo, died from a bone marrow disease at the age of 40. Prior to this illness, he had lived a healthy life, um, no illness, no, no uh, conditions or complications throughout his entire childhood and adulthood. So nothing could be attributed to the circumstances of his birth, that condition that killed him. Today, Lena is still alive. She's 88 years old and she's still with her husband, Raul, and they still live in Peru. Um, it is reported that uh, she lives a life, you know, in poverty. Um, and despite that, she continues to uh, refuse to tell her story and revisit the trauma that she experienced. She doesn't believe that she should profit from it. Well, shit, if, if you don't profit from it, who should? I mean, I don't mean to be cold or callous, but honey, honey. Anyway, recently her home was demolished for an infrastructure project on a on a road near her house and she was never compensated for that and she was angered by the situation and Lena did participate in interviews you know expressing her her anger at the government for her um, current you know conditions well you know again like I said Lena you know if I were Lena if I were her I'd probably start considering telling my story for money now. You know what I'm saying? Like, why spend the last days of your life in poor conditions? You know, go out in style with a bang. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to do nothing real crazy, you know? Um, you know, she's currently 88 years old. Um, if I were in her position, I think I would share my story to one respectable, high-paying source and live the rest of my life in peace and comfort with my husband. You know what I'm saying? But you know what's sad is that, honestly, I think that she doesn't even remember at this point who did what to her. I, I really I really don't think so. I mean, think about when you were when you were five years old. I have very few memories of when I was five years old, and they were all in kindergarten, all of them. All of my memories when I was five was in kindergarten, in the actual classroom, at PS35, in Queens. And my teacher's name was Miss Vacassi, and she looked like Mrs. Claus. Like, I, I remember, <laughs> that's what I remember when I was five. I had one little friend, her name was Daisy, she was also Hispanic, and because at that point, and this is a story for another time, but I grew up, you know, English as a second language. I spoke Spanish throughout my whole life and learned English when I got to kindergarten. Daisy was my friend because she spoke Spanish, so I could speak Spanish to her. And we were friends. We would play with the blocks. We would play with the wigs and the fake purses and all of that stuff. Those are my memories in the fifth, I mean, I'm sorry, when I was five years old. I don't have any, any other memories. Nothing about home, nothing about going to the store, nothing about what I 
ate, none of that, none of that. None. Oh, I also remember the sound of Mr. Softy's ice cream truck in the summertime riding past my house. I remember that, okay? That's it. So think about it. I don't, I don't think that she really remembers what even happened to her at this point in time. You know what I'm saying? Which is so sad in and of itself that you don't even know what happened, but you, you ended up with a whole new human being that belongs to you. Crazy. I have a lot of mixed feelings about this story. Um, so, you know, I'm just tell y'all some of them because I'm, I'm totally confused. But by, you know, for, by the look of things, and of course we can't be sure, but Lena's parents didn't take her to see a doctor when she first started ovulating at eight months. And certainly when she started having her period at three years old, you know what I'm saying, and, and started to develop physically, I mean, because otherwise the doctors wouldn't have been so shocked, you know what I'm saying? Because even if she would have saw a doctor locally in her in her um, the village that she lived in, I'm sure they would have sent her to where she ended up going anyway in the capital, right? So I, my question is, why the hell didn't you take your daughter to the doctor when you saw that she was having a period? You know, five three year olds are not supposed to have a period. Like, what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? And I hate to blame the victim. And now I'm just asking questions. You know what I mean? And of course, I'm not going to get the answers, but I'm just asking questions. You know, I didn't find a source um, which stated that, um, you know, again, what her place was within the nine siblings. But the chances of two children in the same household diagnosed with PP is highly unlikely. So, you know, they couldn't have possibly thought that this was normal, you know, that this is a normal biological occurrence. You know what I'm saying? So that with the extended belly, I mean, okay, she has an extended belly and that's the catalyst. That's that's what makes the Medinas decide to, to move and see what's going on with their daughter. Not the period, not the fact that she was ovulating, but the fact that now she has a big old belly. You know? Without that, she still would have been in the village, all voluptuous and shit, playing with dolls, like for real? Like that, that's... That's crazy to me. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I'm side-eyeing the parents. I am. You know what I mean? And I'm not kidding about the dolls. And I read a source that said that Lena didn't understand that um, Gerardo was her baby. And she paid very little attention to him and played with her dolls instead. I mean, shit. How fucking sad is that? That's crazy. You know? So, another one of my issues is let's talk about the sexual assault. Okay? Why didn't her parents notice that something was wrong with her, like during bath time? You know what I mean? I mean, I, I, I would think that she would have been in pain immediately after the assault, right? I mean, she's a baby, right? She's a little tiny little baby, right? So for a brief moment, I thought, well, maybe she bled at three after an assault. But um, then I read a source saying, no, she had regular periods from the age of three. So every month from the age of three, she was having a period. So it wasn't even like, you know, okay, perhaps, you know, her mother thought the, in the injury to her vagina was due to another one of those early periods. No, but see, this is what pisses me off again, because had they taken her to the doctor in the first place when she started having her periods at three, you know, to report this biological phenomena, the doctors would have been alerted and then they would have they would have made sure that Lena came in for regular visits and then they would have been able to see and discover injury to her vagina and 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 know that somebody did some disgusting shit to this little baby. Right? I mean that's what I think. Y'all let me know if I'm wrong, please. Okay? 
And another question and concern that I have is, did her parents know the bastard that did this to their daughter? You know, because I read somewhere, not recently, but some time ago, oftentimes um, children are molested and or you know, sexually assaulted by people that they know. That's that's usually the majority. It's people that it's by people that they know. Okay, so did they know this motherfucker that did that to that little baby? You know, did this family participate in the sexual ritual as described in the article that was written in 1955? One part of me feels like they they were so protective of the children because they didn't want to let the world in on the fuckery that they participated in. You know what I'm saying? And then another part of me, the hopeful part of me, is, is hoping that the Medinas protected the privacy of those babies because they failed to protect Lena in the first place. You know? I I, I, I don't know. But shockers, y'all have to see the pictures that I posted. Lena was a cute little girl. She was really cute. And her son, Gerardo, He's so little and he's so adorable. He's a widow, 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 cute little thing. You have to see the pictures. I posted them. You can go on Google and look them up. They, those kids were adorable, okay? There are plenty of pictures of them out there together holding hands. You know, he's in a stroller. Just, he's so cute, too. He has the biggest eyes. He's beautiful. Um, my favorite one is the one with them and a puppy. And there's another one of them from the same day. They have on the same outfit. And um, it actually makes me sad to look at because Lena and Gerardo, and at this point he's one, um, according to one of the sources I read with that picture in it. He was already one at the time, so she's six, he's one. And he looks like he's about to cry. And she looks tired, y'all. She looks, she looks like he had her running around crazy all day. You know what I'm saying? And she was just tired. She couldn't wait to put him down to bed to take a nap. You know, like how a mother and child would be under normal circumstances. That's how they look in that picture. And that picture just saddens me because she shouldn't look like that. A baby is always going to cry, but a six-year-old should not look tired like that. And she looks tired in that picture. And again, when y'all see it, y'all let me know if y'all agree. Or tell me what you think at all. Because, you know, it, it's... It's fucked up. I don't care what nobody says. It's fucked up. So, um, shockers. That ends today's story. And, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I'm just speechless right now. I'm very, very speechless. This, this story really bothers me. It always has. It always, always has. Every time I see her picture, it, it just makes me upset very 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 angry but you know this shit still happens every day she's still alive you can you can see her picture of her currently i posted that as well nice looking older woman she looks pretty good for her age considering um but yeah she's still alive with her husband i i don't have any information on the son that they had together but she and her husband are still alive and they're still in peru kicking it so yeah Ooh, Lord. Anyway, I want to thank you all for listening, for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Thank you for sharing information about the show on the social media, word of mouth. I appreciate each and every one of you. 
as you are all aware, because I say it every week, but I, and I'm going to keep saying it, you know, the show is available on all of the major podcast uh, platforms or formats, you know, Amazon Music, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Stitcher. Um, as always, please like, follow, subscribe, and download and rate the show. Please like, follow, and comment on social media. And Instagram is The Real Shell Shock. And on Twitter, Real Shell Shock. Please comment. Let me know. I like the interaction. Like, comment, comment, comment. I appreciate all of the, the kudos and the and the compliments and all of that. I, I love the reviews. I really do. And I'm very grateful for them. But let's interact, y'all. Let's interact. You know what I'm saying? You can also email, email me at uh, on Gmail. The real shell shock at gmail.com. All right. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you think. All right. Um, and please tell a friend and tell that friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Okay. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it. So until next time, do better and be better. And always remember to protect your peace. Smooches. Smooches.